let's get into it. So before we get started, I want to first say thank you to everyone who has subscribed and followed the channel so far. Uh, very appreciative of what's been happening thus far and looking forward to this new journey that's about to come. <laughs> um, sorry, y'all, I'm still trying to get myself adjusted to everything as far as like my setup. But anyway, <clears throat> but no, hopefully you guys are enjoying what you're seeing so far. If you have anything, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and just kick right into it. All right, guys. So today we got some interesting topics to talk about. Uh, that being, of course, the back as you can see on to my left. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely some interesting stuff going on today. Uh, first, we always got to kick off with the match of the week. And that's just pretty much talking about what games or matches or whatever you may call them. Um, just pretty much talk about like what caught my eye or what was like very exciting in the past week. In this case, it will be from the first week of October until the ninth. So that was this past Monday, but <clears throat> sorry, y'all let's just get right into it. So the first game that I caught that caught my eye and I talked about this last week, it was the, game to be to look out for or what we're going to call the keep your eye out match um last week i said it was two games that definitely were going to be something you want to keep your eye on that's the 49ers in dallas and manchester city versus arsenal let's start with the 49ers versus dallas game wow <laughs> um did not expect the actually no i Okay, I should say I didn't expect the 49ers to pretty much go off the way they did, which was phenomenal. First of all, uh, congratulations to you guys. Definitely getting that win. Um, but, jeez, y'all dominated the defense. Like 42-10, to 10, I believe is the score. It's, it's wow. Because, <laughs> like I said, I think that last week, um, it was going to be a very defensive game. I thought Dak wasn't going to be as trust, trusted. I thought... Brock was it not to say he wasn't going to go off, but he wasn't going to be as the same. He has been this whole season thus far. And that being because Dallas defense is somewhat reputable, but it's still Dallas. <laughs> uh, Dallas didn't really have any tough competition minus the one loss to Arizona, which is still surprising to me, by the way, I did not expect that to happen, but to even imagine stuff like that to happen, and the way it happened, to say in the least, um, hats off, 49ers. <laughs> you guys definitely did your thing 100% because a lot of Dallas Cowboys were talking trash. You know, saying, oh, uh, we're going to be the dominant team. This is the team. This is the game to pretty much determine, like, who's the best. It is. 49ers and, and lack of better words, they pretty much kick your all right, <laughs> y'all really didn't even try to show up and play anything at all. Uh, just because, like, Dallas, they just, 
it felt like they were just there. Uh, they didn't really like show off any true promise as far as like going, try to at least play football. Like everyone's, I still don't have any faith in Dak. Dak pretty much has been very quiet and low key as usual. Not even low key as in like, oh, he's underrated. No, he's like barely existent. Like I'm looking at the stats right now. This man had 14 completions out of 24 attempts. Passed for 153 yards, but only one touchdown, three interceptions. Are we surprised at this point? (laughs) Come on. Like, Dak is not that top quarterback that Dallas Cowboys claimed that he is. He definitely does. He's definitely, like, top 15. He's not elite. I'll give him that. But Dallas, you guys didn't really prove yourself. And then make matters worse, I think after the game, there was actually talks with, I think, on Micah Pearson's show. Uh, He talked about George Kittle. He had a F Dallas shirt on underneath, and he showed it off during a touchdown. First of all, I respect that. (laughs) I respect that T-shirt 100%. But in any way, the fact that you – um, were pretty much saying, "Oh, that's disrespectful to wear a F Dallas shirt, yada yada yada, or whatever." Then come to find out later, his teammate, uh, I I completely blank on the name. I should have kept this in my notes. Um, again, not a journalist. I'm just a fan, but I'm trying to do a good show. So, but he came out. I think it was a defensive back for the Dallas Cowboys. He came out and said, "Kill can do whatever he want. He did his part. We just didn't step him." stop him out of the end zone, which is 100% true. Like, y'all didn't do anything to step up and be like, oh, no, we got to stop them from scoring. Kittle literally just did what he was supposed to do, which is score a touchdown and celebrate. He celebrated that uh, with basically an F Dallas shirt underneath his jersey. And Micah is saying, oh, well, wait till next time, wait till next time. I don't think that'll be a next time. I'm sorry. There's not going to be a next time because you guys definitely didn't prove to be reputable as a team at all. Again, y'all started off hot three and one before this game. But again, who did y'all play? Jets, Patriots, Giants. Y'all lost to Arizona. And then this was your test to be like, okay, no, this is really how we're going to determine if we're a good team or not. Y'all didn't do it. Y'all, plain and simple, y'all got y'all tails whooped 100%. And if you guys are wondering why I'm trying to censor myself throughout this, I'm trying to do the first 10 minutes uh, without actually saying anything. So in case you are trying to figure out why, if you know me, I, I talk differently as far as like my language and everything. But either way, you should know that I'm trying to, well, I should tell you, like a better words that I'm trying to hold myself back for this for the first 10 minutes. That way after that bombs away. <laughs> um, but yeah, 49ers, they play great as usual five and zero in the season right now. Literally no one is better than them. Maybe Eagles, maybe the only other competition chiefs still have doubts, but then again, who knows from there? It's just a matter of time. Uh, to figure out like who that one team could could be to stop the 49ers from their hot streak. And 
Brock Purdy still surprises me that this man was Mr. Irrelevant last season. Was a third string, two quarterbacks was pretty much gone. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo was out. Then Trey Lance, he went on an injury. He stepped up and he delivered until the playoffs. Of course, that's where he didn't uh, perform the way he should have. Ever since then, fallen. So props to Brock Purdy for that. Um, Christian McCaffrey, literally, has been. A uh, great addition to them ever since they joined them in the middle of the season last year. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I genuinely think the 49ers have a good chance to be the best team in the NFC. I still think the Eagles might be better. We'll just have to see if they play against each other this year or we'll see in the playoffs. But, again, it's still a long season. There's still, what, 12 games left in the season for every team else, everyone else to go. So, 12 or 13, I think it's, yeah, we're on that range. But, Either way, they still got a long ways to go. Moving on to the next game, Man City versus Arsenal. <clears throat> now, I mentioned this on another show that I'm also featured on, which is the DU football show. Shout out Sam. Shout out, I should say it this way. Shout out Houston. Shout out Graham. Shout out Producer Mel. Um, yeah, I mentioned how Arsenal were only going to win just because they don't have Rodri in that midfield or – Man City doesn't have that uh doesn't have Rodri in the midfield. And that's exactly what happened. It was deadlock, but it was like it was deadlock towards like the tail end of the game. And Gabriel Martinelli scored the late game winner in Emirates, Arsenal Stadium as too, so that actually boosts some credibility for him. And he pretty much put it in the back end of that one 0 Arsenal. Arsenal is top of the table or second, I think. Tottenham is above them, but they're they're beating they beat Man City. <laughs> Plain and simple. Am I gonna say it's an asterisk there because they didn't have two of their important playmakers? Yes and no. Yes, because if Rodri and Kevin De Bruyne were playing for Man City still, bar injury, bar suspension, it would have been a different game one hundred percent. But you can also say the same thing that Arsenal still have their injuries facing. They're playing Saka. He's not injured, but he's pretty much playing every match from cup games to Premier League matches, Champions League. Uh, their midfield is somewhat injured. I think they still have injuries with uh, Thomas Partey. Declan Rice, I think, had a knock. Um, Havertz trying to pretty much get his form together. They're still molding stuff together, minus, of course, a couple of injuries or suspensions or whatever. But at the same time, it's the same situation goes up for every sport. Next man up. Whoever's there to step up, he needs to step up. And in this case, Martinelli stepped up for Arsenal when he got the win, uh, which is funny because a lot of people said that he was actually injured prior to this match. So either way, kudos to Arsenal, even though that hurts me. I'm too nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Let's just be real. I'm too nice. I can't hate a good team at all. Like, I can't diss them or whatever. Only until they play against us. And by us, I mean Chelsea. Because as you may have heard from last episode, I am a Chelsea fan. But at the same time, I still got to give the team respect as far as what they perform. Arsenal been playing great so far, even all last season. I don't have anything to say for it until, what, three games lately with Chelsea. So I'm going to call it as it is. 
say what you want. This is how I am. <laughs> but City is very, um, I don't know. They really are very reliant with that midfield for sure of Kevin De Bruyne and Rodri. Rodri, he if for those who aren't aware, Rodri was out on a three game suspension because he got a red card, I believe, two games prior to this. Um, and the crazy thing is, the game before this, Manchester City also lost to Wolverhampton without Rodri. So that's another thing. Rodri is their key cog in their team not just their midfield and the entire team to make them score and also play better. Uh, Kevin O'Brien, he's been out since the beginning of the season. He's out until December, I believe through the injury. Um, as far as like how that situation is going to be handled, whether how, or not even handled, but more in the sense of like how they're going to progress without those two. They got to figure it out quick. Cause again, they're defending treble champs, meaning they won. Premier League, Champions League, and FA Cup. So they got to prove that stock is still high, especially if they're considered the world great or the uh, best team in Europe, we'll say for now, because they won the Super Cup, but they didn't win the Club World Cup yet. Either way, if y'all want to prove you're the best team, y'all got to step up and make the right plays for it. All right. Let's get into what's going on in the world of sports. So... Moving on, uh, plain and simple, we're just going to go down the list. Like you see on the left, we have uh, five sports listed. Uh, each week is going to be different, rearranging on different topics. It's not going to be topical on every individual sport. Sometimes I might talk about baseball. Sometimes I might talk about uh, basketball, football, soccer. It'll differentiate every uh, now and then. It won't stay the same neutral. As you can see, tonight we're going to be talking about baseball, soccer, basketball, football, and pro wrestling. And I'm going to get this out the way right now. Pro wrestling is a sport. <laughs> Just because it's uh, scripted or fake or whatever, it's still a sport. Because there are still athletes that create their... It is scripted gymnastics, as some people may call it. But at the same time, you got to give those athletes credit, though. They are putting their bodies on the line, slamming their bodies on their hard mat. I'm saying this as a fan, but I'm also saying it as far as respect. Because they are, in this case, in form of athletes. So... But we're going to go ahead and get started first. Uh, uh, I'm going to switch it up. Instead of starting with baseball, let's start with basketball. Reason why is because we got to talk about the WNBA Finals that's been going on. Yeah, this has been happening for the past couple days now. And this is, I'll be honest, I just heard about it, I think, two days ago. But that was also because LeBron James tweeted, which... In hindsight, is good because it gets more eyes on the product of the WNBA. Um, but it's also bad because I'd rather – I want to see the WNBA flourish and be that top league as well too, but also for women's sports in general. So either way, I'm not going to get into the schematics and politics about this stuff. That's a whole other – that could be a whole other episode, honestly. But the WNBA finals is uh, going on. Uh, it's the Las Vegas Aces versus the New York Liberty. Uh, currently, it is two games into the series right now. It's the best of five series. And right now, Vegas have a 2-0 lead again against Liberty in the series right now. And for those who are unaware, Las Vegas Aces are the defending champs of the WNBA right now. 
they do have, I want to say, the best WMEA players as of right now. Um, because Asia Wilson is a beast. <laughs> like, she is a dog, for real. And not only her, Kelsey Plum has also uh, been killing it as well. Um, I'll, I'm not going to try to lie and say I know the whole roster, but I'm familiar with those two. I'm familiar with their game. They definitely have been balling. Uh, I would say Kelsey Plum is definitely like a great point guard uh, shot creator. Uh, and I've been seeing the highlights from these past two games, and she definitely got – she definitely got a, a a shot on her as well too. So, um, but anyway, as the WNBA finals has been happening, Vegas has pretty much been dominating the whole series, uh, especially last night's game. Uh, last night, that being Wednesday, uh, they played in Vegas too, so they had that home court advantage as well, and they beat them one hundred four to seventy six. They started off, I believe, it was a nineteen to two run in the first quarter. And they didn't put their foot on the brake at all. They just kept going, just kept going to the very end. Um, looking at the stats right now, yeah, outscored them in every quarter. It's at the second. Liberty tried to come back into it. It was 25 points uh, scored in its second quarter to Vegas is at 14. But that's just in the second quarter. That's not determining the whole game. Now, let's be real. Well, I shouldn't say it. let's be real. Vegas could be that is possibly that next dynasty as far as like the WNBA. Because I remember at the time it was like the Sparks or the Lynx or Mercury. It's Vegas' turn now. And they've just been established, I want to say, since 2018, 2017. I'm not 100% sure. But I know they are a fairly new uh, team in the WNBA. And. Also, they just playing great ball, one hundred percent. I just I don't know, and it's very hard to say as far as like, do I expect the Liberty to come back? I want to just for a competitive game, but I'll be real. Vegas seems like they're gonna get the back to back championships, <clears throat> only because they have. A full complete team surrounded them. It's literally like a team full of all stars. Because, and I thought I really thought the uh, this uh, woman retired, but uh, Candace Parker is still playing in the WNBA and she's on the team for the bases. Uh, let's see who else. Yeah, Candace Parker doesn't even score. I believe she may be out of an injury, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, her last game play was in July. So she might be out with injury. But uh, looking at the stats right now, they had three players who had 20-plus points combined for, I want to say that's like almost nine, basically 90, 80 points combined. And Kelsey Plum, uh, Aja Wilson, and Jackie Young. Uh, Jackie Young, she had 24, pretty much like another shooter for the team. She was three from seven for th- three-point range. Um, Again, I'm just trying to at least give insight as far as like what's going on in the WBA. I'm not going to act like I know 100% about what's happening in the league. I'm just familiar with a couple names. Uh, simple as that. I'm not trying to 
make it seem like anything, but I'm also trying to give awareness that like the WNBA finals is happening right now. I'm actually going to try to watch game three, uh, which is going to take place this Sunday. Uh, and not only because it's game three, which is, in, which is pretty much going to be a sweep for Vegas. So if they win their third game in the series, they're going to win out the entire championship or the playoffs. So I'm going to check this out. I'll talk more about that later. But I genuinely think that Vegas may be the next dynasty of the WNBA because they have so many great players, uh, MVP talent in both Asia and Kelsey. Um, It is a full all-around squad just based off, like, that chemistry that I've been seeing, just based off highlights, too. Again, I'll probably see something different when I watch the actual game itself. But either way, we got, definitely got to check this out just to support the support the WNBA. I've been telling myself I need to do that myself as well. Um, I mean, at least probably haven't done it only because like I haven't been in, too much into basketball as a whole. Not even not even NBA as well. Like NBA has been like eh, to me, but I do want to check out the WNBA because for some reason they seem to be more entertaining to me. Just, this is just me personally. They seem more entertaining as a squad than the NBA. Um, I don't. That's not even a hot take. I don't think that's just my personal opinion. Take it as you will. I'll be watching the NBA WNBA Finals uh, this Sunday. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, who knows? I might even get a uh, Vegas uh, jersey. Uh, or nah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I either way, I definitely recommend everyone support the WNBA as well too. Uh, just check it out for the love of the game, for the love of the sport as a whole. So, yeah. All right. Now on to baseball. Another playoffs uh, that's been happening. Uh, or postseason, and that's been the MLB postseason. I actually attended one of the games recently. Went to go see the Orioles play against the Rangers in game one. Uh, very fun. Very entertaining. But, jeez. I did not expect two. Well, okay. Not even two. So, recently I came into a graphic that I saw on Twitter. And the graphic pretty much stated that the teams with the best five records in the MLB regular season are now one and 12, meaning one win, 12 losses in the postseason. Those five teams are the Atlanta Braves, the Baltimore Orioles, the L.A. Dodgers, Tampa Bay Rays, and the Milwaukee Brewers. Only the Braves have the win. Everyone else lost, including the uh, Braves in the other two games. So this is very interesting because I really thought it was going to be – I really, personally, I wanted to see Baltimore go th- – further on just because I wanted to see something I wanted to witness that live for sure I want to actually go to that game and experience that but the way they got beat uh in the final two games the first game it was a close one three to two uh pretty much came down to the final stretch but the final two games like 11 to eight and seven to one to solidify a sweep by uh Texas the Rangers um just 
left me flabbergasted, honestly. <laughs> if I'm being real, just because like that's something I didn't see coming at all. Uh same with the Dodgers. Like the Dodgers also got swept by the Diamondbacks. Um this is and I talked to, I was talking to people about this as well too. They mentioned how uh postseason is pretty much the time of it depends on like you gotta stay hot in order to keep going to the uh to the World Series. In this case, Arizona, they stayed hot. He, uh yeah, I should say Houston, they stayed hot because they moved on to the ALCS, the American League Championship Conference or Championship Series, I'm sorry. Uh Philly. They just been blowing up the everything. Like last game they had six home runs and a total score of eleven against the Braves. And the Braves had the best record in the MLB. Period. Not even National League, American League, just the entire MLB. And they're on the verge of beating the best team in MLB. And I want to say defending champs as well, too. They might have won the defending championship. Or they might have won a championship last season or the season before. But either way, they're still a championship quality team. So, I don't know. But looking at the current uh, layout of how the postseason is going right now, uh, as I mentioned, both Houston and the Rangers are in the ALCS. Uh, again, didn't even expect Houston to play the way they did. Uh, that being like, of course, just straight sweeping the rain, uh, the Orioles, and the Orioles were the number one seed in the AL, but they also are coming off multiple losing seasons. Recently, like two seasons ago, they had 100 losses. This season, they had 102, 101, I believe. So to go from that drastic change, it means like they're good, but they're not there yet. But it's also, again, it's all about a streak. You got to stay hot. Texas, they beat Tampa, who was that other team that I mentioned were a top two, uh, top five team that pretty much uh, got out of the playoffs. Um, they swept them, and then they swept Baltimore. Texas has been hot <laughs> since the postseason started. They're in the words of Denzel, they're leaving there or something. <laughs> so that's gonna be interesting to see. I would like to see uh the Rangers go far, make it to the World Series, only because uh, I'm tired of seeing Houston in there. It's it's getting boring with that. And as far as the National League, Arizona who are solidified the spot in the NLCS. Same thing. They swept the the Dodgers 3-0 to zero in their series. They also swept the Brewers in the wildcard series 2-0. to zero. And they've been on a hot streak ever since. So it's just a matter of time to see who steps in and stops either one of those teams. Um, With Philly and Atlanta, though, I want to say Philly is going to win that series and go on to the NLCS. Therefore it being all, well, I should say all Houston, the only number two C left, but seeing most of the, of the top seeded teams out of the playoffs already. And then moving on to the next round where we could see a very interesting world series. I didn't expect. Again, I didn't expect uh, the top seeded teams to be out so fast, like not even without a fight at all, but 
this just makes it even crazier to me i would say just because i did again it's out of my expectation i didn't see this coming at all but this is something that we gotta expect in baseball because it's more things to come it's all about the hot streaks about making sure the bats stay flying and that you're making all the plays either way i don't know this postseason is really really a toss-up for me like i asked myself who's gonna be a favorite to win i don't know I want to say Houston. I want to say Philly. If that is, if they make it past Atlanta in the rest of that series, uh, I believe they might play tonight. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, yep. They're actually playing right now. As we speak, there's the top of the second, uh, inning right now. And they're playing in Philly. So that definitely is going to go crazy. <laughs> so, uh, we'll know by after tonight, who moves on to the next round. Uh, it makes and it solidifies that final spot in the NLCS. So, yeah, but I don't know. And that's the funny thing with baseball; like it's very unexpected sometimes. Like I can remember back when the Nationals won, uh, twenty nineteen, and it, that was such an unexpected run. Came from the wild card, pretty much came back every game since, uh, and beat the Dodgers, beat uh. I want to say the Phillies, uh, oh no, the Cardinals in the wild card beat the Dodgers in the NLCS, no NLDS, and then beat the Cardinals. It's just amazing to see all this happen. Like again, anything can happen in baseball, so it's just a matter of time who takes up that next step and goes on to the World Series and becomes the champion for the twenty twenty three season. Uh, moving on. We're going to talk about, uh, no, let's go to soccer. I've been bouncing all around the whole lineup here. I'm not even following something I created, <laughs> but ooh, that was gross. Um, Sorry, y'all. But yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about soccer right now. Uh, that's simply just put two teams that I think I've been very much a struggle lately. In all of world football uh, that's only because they have high expectations based on who they have on their team and also who they are as a club two teams that I think haven't been on current pace of playing great right now are Manchester United and uh, PSG Paris Saint-Germain I want I just can't fathom to think that PSG. Well, no, let me let me say this. It's funny for me to say I can't imagine like these teams failing so far. They're not failing, but they're not playing to the high level that we're used to seeing them. Like PSG literally just had Messi, just had Neymar, um, two of the top three best players in the world in the 2010s. Uh, well, people may say Messi's still the best player in the world, but again, that's up for debate. Um, at least currently right now. And of all time, that's a different story. He's definitely one of the goats. But to say that um Manchester United has been struggling is it's not even an understatement. They have like looking at the table right now in the Premier League, out of eight games, they won four and lost four and drew none of them. Uh in the Champions League, they haven't won a single game at all. 
they recently lost to Galatasaray, a team in Turkey. And then they also, who did they lose to? Uh, Bayern Munich. And, um, and Bayern as well, too. So they're currently sitting at fourth in their table uh, for the group stages of uh, Champions League. And no one saw this coming, myself included, because Manchester had that hype, especially after the season they had last year. Great uh, great finish, I should say. Uh, had a Carabao Cup. Uh, even though I had a rocky start, especially with the whole Ronaldo situation, uh, it's still... Like, they got to get something. They got to fix something. I want to say, I want to put the blame on Nana. It's not just him, though. They definitely have injuries. They have piled up with their most of their defense. Uh, midfield as well. Rashford pretty much can't carry them every game. Even though it's, it's I want to say it's arguable. It's definitely reasonable to say that he is just the, um he is the best player in the, for that team, second best probably Bruno Fernandez, but uh, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> only because Marcus Rashford is more consistent. He's definitely more of their premier striker for the club as well. And he's Manchester born and bred as well. He's literally came from the youth academy and became one of the best players in England, nonetheless. Um, but he can't carry all the load on his on his own. He can't be like the guy to carry the team to success all the time. Like it has to be a team unit. It has to be a whole team oriented group that takes them to that promised land of winning games and becoming better every chance they get. They can't just sit around and just expect uh, Ten Ha to make everything disappear the way he did pretty much last season. Casemiro can't do everything that midfield. He has been, he has the most red cards in his career than he has, um, most red cards with Man United than he has his whole career. Meaning he has three right now. Prior to that, the most he had was two. And that was just maybe with Real Madrid. And again, and this is coming from a Chelsea fan. We're literally right behind them in the table. Um, they got to get back in form. And especially if they want to be in the place that they want to be, let alone considering that they're playing Champions League football the way they keep playing is a chance they may not even play Europe football following the group stages. That's only if, only if they can beat Copenhagen, who is the only other team in that group that they haven't played yet. So far, they lost to Bayern. They lost to Galatasaray. Other than that, they got to rely on Copenhagen. And then it's a replay of the other uh, three matches altogether at the opposite location. So they got to step up their game. Who knows what's going to happen for them? I would. Personally, I'm not mad that they're failing, but it's also like I want the competition to be striving for Chelsea because, again, best competition is made where you play the best. You can't just expect someone to come out of nowhere and just uh, say, oh, I'm the best or whatever, if that makes sense. It probably doesn't. I'm rambling. I'm rambling right now. But either way, um, Man United definitely got to step their game up. Same with PSG. Uh, PSG right now currently third in their in the league, the French league, uh, sitting behind Monaco and Nice. Uh, both Monaco and Nice have 
or Monaco has uh, five wins, two draws, and one loss where Nice is undefeated, where they haven't lost a game at all. They only won four games and drew four games. PSG is similar with their four wins, three lo- three ties, three draws, and one loss. But Champions League right now, it's still iffy. Uh, they beat Dortmund, but they also lost to Newcastle. And Newcastle was a team that I didn't expect to beat PSG. Uh whether it was in Newcastle or not, PSG, I thought, were going to be a stronger club or a stronger unit. They still got to get their uh, chemistry together as well. It's basically a whole new squad there with all, with I think they had maybe eight signings as a whole um, to the first team. But they definitely got to get something put in place because they haven't been as consistent. But that's also, it's, it seems to be the case for PSG in the beginning of the season. They pretty much stayed somewhere top of the league uh, in France, but Champions League, at least Champions League, they would perform to a level where it's like, okay, we're still that team. But it seems like not the case, I guess. Only, But, again, they only lost to Newcastle in the Champions League, so that's not really saying – I can't really say, like, they're not that team anymore, but at the same time, it's still, like – Okay, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to explain for me, only because like I I really thought that PSG would be a, a feared club, a feared club in the Champions League, only because of the high attacking prowess that they have, and then uh, a pretty impressive defensive line. But you can't rely on same thing with Man United. You can't rely all on one player to carry your load even though they pretty much have been for like the past, what, four seasons now with Mbappe. Um, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to tell right now, but it's more of this. It just seems like it's more of the same every season with PSG. They start up and down. They'll find a way to get on the miraculous run in France, and then they'll carry that on to the Champions League. Who knows? It's only a matter of time when we see – how it turns out, but it's still early to tell how things will play out in the Champions League. They only play two matches. It's still early to tell how th- things will play out in the domestic leagues with uh, France or for uh, PSG in France and Manchester U- United in England. It's hard to tell. Uh, it's just a matter of time to see when they'll get their uh, stuff together. So who knows? All right. Uh, Next up, we're going to go into football. American football, that is. <laughs> uh, it's basically just going to be talking about, recapping about what happened this past week with the games. Uh, for starters, last week, I was, of course, as you guys were, if you were here, <laughs> uh, recording this episode for the initial stream. And that was the same game that, Chicago was facing Washington. And I should say, I'm sorry, Justin Fields. I was not familiar with your game. <laughs> uh, the one time I thought that you wouldn't do good in a game, you made me eat my words 100%. Uh, 
I think you scored. I think I should definitely pull up the stats for that. Uh, again, not a journalist, just a fan. Got to make that clear. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really didn't expect Justin Fields or let alone Chicago as a whole to play the way they did only because, again, I'm just basing off what I've seen so far in the season. Chicago put up 40 on uh, the Commanders. And Justin Fields, I think he scored four touchdowns. Yep, he's uh, three for four touchdowns, uh, 15 completions, 29 attempted. And also with the help of DJ Moore catching three of those touchdowns, having a career day, 230 um, yards out of eight receptions. I, again, I'm, I wasn't familiar with the game. And I've definitely heard of Justin Fields' story. I've seen his uh, rise in high school football. I watched his uh, special on Netflix, QB1. And I was a fan of him. I'm like, oh, okay, no, he seems like a pretty good quarterback. I saw he went to Georgia, and then he went to Ohio State. And he played pretty well in college. And then that translated to NFL and hasn't really shown much. That's pretty much why I haven't been too high on Justin Fields. I thought commanders would stop them. Uh, not just Justin, but also Chicago as a whole. Because Chicago, they've been very up and not even up and down. They're very inconsistent, I, which I guess is up and down. Stupid, uh, but they they haven't been like a winning team recently. And I'm not saying this is a step in the right direction as far as like, oh, they're gonna win out the rest of the season. No, that's not at all what I'm saying. <laughs> they had one good game, and I definitely didn't expect Justin to play the way he did. Uh, so congrats to you, Justin. Definitely played one hell of a game. Uh, Commanders, I guess that's on me. I should have expected that. I was buying on the hype that Commanders will actually do well uh, throughout the season just because uh, from what I've seen based on highlights and everything in the past four games prior to that, I thought they would at least win this one because, again, it is Chicago, but then again, it's Commanders. So it's like, how can I put this? It's the game of mid. <laughs> Best way to put it. It's simply just the game of mid. So, yeah. Justin, I like I said, I wasn't familiar with the game. Now, I if we're going to talk about last week, I got to own up about the Ravens and how we lost to Pittsburgh. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt bad. Um, and I've been seeing a lot of discourse lately about like, oh, well, Lamar didn't do this. Lamar didn't do that. Is he worth the 260 mil? Is Odell worth the um, money or whatever? Or it's not even been more about Odell. It's been more about Lamar lately. And I saw Stephen A saying he has seven, seven fumbles and he's leading the, um, leading the league in turnovers in the final stretch, I think, or it. If I think either the final stretch or in, or just in general, but yeah, he made the mistakes. I even made it and said like I didn't think Lamar made the right passes. Like especially it was one play where he tried to throw to Odell in the end zone. It looked like he threw straight to the defender. It definitely wasn't a great look on both parts, uh, just because 
the way it was looking, he overthrew the ball, but it also looked like Odell wasn't running the route properly, I guess. But it, I guess we could just credit that's a good defense. Um, I hate to say it because it is Pittsburgh. And we don't we don't really like Pittsburgh. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they beat us. And more, I've, no, they beat us. Plain and simple. The score is what the score turned out to be. That was uh, 17 to 10 or 15. It was some weird, weird score because it was like a safety, a fumble, whatever. I don't know. But it was some weird score. But uh, no, not even weird. 17 10. But the way it happened was weird. Either way, they got the win. We lost. Now we're tied with the same record and we're tied in the division, I will say just because they had their win over us and we're the only ones with uh division wins over everyone else in the AFC North. But I do want to mention how people have been saying like, Oh, it's all Lamar's fault. It's all da da da. It's the team as a whole. <laughs> like every player didn't play great towards the end. Uh, there were a lot of questionable play calls, uh, questionable decisions made, and definitely a lot of drop passes for sure. But you got to put that on the whole team. You can't just blame one player. Be like, oh, you did this, you did that. Yeah, of course, they it's individual plays, but at the same time, the team can also find a way to make up for that. They didn't. We lost. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's all I can say. Uh, nothing else to it. We lost. And... I didn't think that the game would turn out the way it did, but it just made me feel baffled because, like, we had so many chances of not even coming back, but also sealing the game and just being as dominant as we did the week prior against uh, Cleveland. What happened? (laughs) Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Just turnovers, fumbles, interceptions. We got our punt uh, blocked and turned into a safety. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh, they seemed like they wanted it more towards the end. We just felt like we were just there just coasting. And it seemed like it got comfortable. Uh, I'm saying we like I was on the field, but you guys get what I mean. But either way, it, sem- it felt like Baltimore felt comfortable just with the lead rather than actually like, sealing out the game. They didn't – it wasn't like anything – going to there wasn't like no attempt of trying to be I shouldn't say no attempt it wasn't no follow through as far as like wanting to get the win and solidify that especially in Pittsburgh two heated rivals like there was a graphic about uh, ever since Mike Tomlin he's been coaching there for 17 years now damn I'm getting old Uh, (laughs) he's been coaching there for uh, so long that the score line between Baltimore and Pittsburgh is like seven. 710 to 710, something like that. It might be 707 to 710 right now. I don't know. It's some, it's, the point is, we, Baltimore definitely didn't make the plays to get the win, let alone make the stops to even try to stop that final play, I think, which pretty much put the nail in the coffin, which was a touchdown from uh, Kenny Pickett to Pickens or something. I don't know. I just think that Baltimore should have played 
less uh what's the word should have been more cautious with the football rather than just like throwing throwing the game away and losing in Pittsburgh but that doesn't mean I'm giving up on Baltimore no not even the closest case at all Baltimore is definitely gonna come back do that thing try to make wins or try to win games and of course bounce back from that same way they did the week prior against Cleveland after they bounced back against the loss against Indy which still hurts uh but aside from that, over across the pond, which is where Baltimore is right now, uh, there was another game that also happened, which is Buffalo against Jacksonville. This game I did watch. Uh, Jacksonville surprised. Okay, so here's my thing about this. Prior to the game, Jacksonville played in London before, like the week before against Atlanta. So they stayed there for two weeks and – had that that time in London while Buffalo had to fly in or whatever, travel, adjust to the time zones, do whatever to get themselves ready for the next game. Um, someone mentioned how it was a this unfair advantage for Buffalo because not only did they have to fly in and try to adjust to the time zones and whatever, but Jacksonville has been there since the week prior. And they already, I would guess, adjusted to that new uh, time zone. Uh, the new, uh, they pretty much adjusted to the life in London for like two weeks while Buffalo had to come from Buffalo to London the week, like a week after they played there. That don't matter to me, though. Like, either way, you still got to show up and do your job. They came close, but I don't know. Most of the game, Jacksonville definitely did went. Uh, they were in control of the game. The towards the tail, tail end of the game, that's when Buffalo definitely tried to make more of a effort to come back into it. Uh, Jacksonville surprised me again, as far as like performing, outperforming Buffalo, and making better plays offensively, but do we want to put that? Do we want to make like a asterisk and? Make an excuse for Buffalo saying, oh, well, there's a time difference, an unfair advantage. Either way, it was going to be an unfair advantage because everyone in London loves Jacksonville. They love the uh, Jaguars for some reason. It's definitely because the the owner has ties to uh, football or a soccer team in London being Fulham. And we'll also talk about his son a little bit later. But either way, they still have like that home field advantage, sort of say whenever they go overseas. That's why Jacksonville is always the team to go over there because they have that pull pretty much over there. Either way, Buffalo definitely should have made better plays or made a better attempt of being uh, at least trying to win the game. They haven't impressed me still this season, even if they have won multiple games. It's another inconsistent thing. I can say the same thing is with Baltimore too. It's inconsistency and turnovers that's pretty much costing them games. Uh, Josh Allen just pretty much saying, uh, fuck it. Uh, Diggs is out there <laughs> just chucking the ball up or whatever. But at the same time, like, come on, y'all are supposed to be the top team in the AFC. To me, they haven't played like that. I can say the same for Baltimore in some cases. Um, so I don't want people going in my head, but like, Oh, well, Baltimore did this. Baltimore did that. 
I'm looking at just one team first before I try to judge my own personal team or whatever. So Buffalo definitely has some work to do. Definitely have some time to make up, especially especially because uh, this next week or not next week, this uh, upcoming uh, weekend. Who do you got? Sorry, y'all. They got the Giants. Uh, Sunday Night Football, too. Primetime. I'm not saying the Giants are going to give them a run for their money, but you still got to do what you got to do and make the plays, too. For That goes for any team, whether you may be Carolina, the Chiefs, um, the Eagles, Cowboys, Ravens, whoever. Just step up, play ball, prove you're the better team. So I really want the Bills to do better only because like they proved to be like one of the best teams in the AFC the past two, three seasons, I want to say. Um, I don't know. But we're just going to move on, and I'll pretty much do like some sort of kick. Oh, fuck. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Either way, <laughs> uh, moving on to the next topic. I mentioned how pro wrestling is, is a sport, and that's definitely going to be one of the other sports we're going to cover. And it's not in the sport aspect that I'm going to be talking about tonight. It's more of just about what I consider a debate that's been happening or a discourse that's been happening uh, the past week. Uh, well, not even a week, two days, actually. And that's brand loyalty. So uh, for those who are maybe aware or unaware, there are now two top-level uh, wrestling promotions now, that being WWE and AEW. AEW pretty much became like the alternative to WWE uh, made by making Matt Jackson, Cody Rhodes, Tony Khan. uh, Those being the four pretty much or yeah, four pillars into making AEW an actual promotion. And then, of course, you got added the wrestlers and the talent and everyone else in there. But either way, ever since 2019, it's always been like, oh, I'm. AEW, I'm WWE, I'm whatever. Until recently, where now it's been more about who gets the better ratings, who's going to be Booker of the Year, who's going to win all these different type of awards or whatever. And to me, I could care less. I'm getting two top tier wrestling promotions to watch, so who knows what? Uh, <laughs> who who really cares which one is better? Uh, if you like one thing over the other, that's cool. I'm not saying just pretty much go shit on that per, uh, other company, but at the same time, like there are other options for other people. Like one person uh, tweeted out earlier today, uh, Impact, which is another wrestling promotion. Uh, someone tweeted, y'all could have sat there and enjoyed your wrestling like Impact fans do. Uh, but y'all had to get your feelings involved in you. You didn't have to win. Companies don't care about you personally. It's not worth it. Enjoy what you enjoy. And I agree. Uh, only because who gives a fuck? <laughs> like it's you're getting two top tier companies and top tier talent performing for you and trying to become a better product as a whole, whether it may be a storyline or a wrestler or a certain maneuver that they do. It doesn't matter. Like you're still getting something quality. 
That's like saying, oh, I'm going to go watch the CFL over NFL. Okay, maybe that's different. <laughs> Only because, of course, one, it's different tiers. Either way, uh, that, that was a bad example. Uh, either way, with this is different because, like, yeah, you're getting two different products. Like, one's more edgier. The other one's more PG. One's more sports entertainment. The other one's more pro wrestling, If it, for those who may know what that means or whatever. Um, and then let alone having like the boss CEO owner pretty much talking smack on Twitter every week. Uh, like he literally like, okay. So I mentioned this earlier, uh, football team, Jacksonville, their owner is also has a son who owns AEW. That being Tony Khan, Tony Khan tweeted out this week, two active, two active decade long rating streaks from two great legends were ended with all due respect. Until this week, until this week's head-to-head AEW on TBS versus WWE on USA, neither John Cena nor Undertaker have never been on a WWE show with under 100 million total viewers, plus under 400k in the demo. Bro, bro, <laughs> why, why, why does it matter? You have pretty much former WWE guys with your company and great talent as a whole focus on that let alone you having issues where people are talking about a whole other world issue that's been going on currently in today uh that's tied in with a storyline that's going on with your company focus more on like building your show and want to become better than trying to win some award that's given by your best friend basically <laughs> i don't know i just think that uh Brand loyalty with uh, or company loyalty is weird to me. I get it because you definitely want to support something that you're passionate about, you're very interested in, and whatever. But at the same time, it's like who you really don't have to like go attack that person just because you think your company is better or the other. If you believe it's best, that's cool. I think. Grilled cheese is better than BLT. I'm not going at the BLT people <laughs> being like, oh, yeah, your sandwich is trash or whatever. No, who cares? Like, enjoy what you like. Don't, you ain't got to say nothing. It's better to be quiet and enjoy your own shit than just spewing out dumb stuff every now and then. But, yeah, that's my little rant about wrestling. There'll be more topics pretty much going on uh, about wrestling that's just probably being related to the show itself. But, yeah. All right. Closing it out with keep your eye out. And I highlighted this early on in the show tonight. So also, if you guys are enjoying the show tonight, of course, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the show. Uh, this will also be available on podcast platforms as well. Uh, so whatever podcast platform of choice you use, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, it'll be available tomorrow as well too. And I did press record, Sam. <laughs> um, either way. Going back into it, keep your eye out. And that's pretty much just like what's coming up uh, in the next week that's coming up as far as the like games and everything. I mentioned this earlier, and that was the WNBA Finals. That's the only game I think that's more piqued my interest uh, as far as like what's going on. Nothing really eye-opening in the NFL. Soccer is on international break. Uh, and then baseball, there's really nothing that's like keep my eye out like that. I'm more focused on this only because 
where there's a chance we're seeing a dynasty being born as again, as I mentioned earlier, with uh, the Aces becoming back-to-back champions. If they win this Sunday at th- on um, this Sunday at three o'clock, and excuse me, I'm sorry if y'all heard that, but uh, also another bit of uh, news I didn't mention earlier. Uh, Sunday, last Sunday's game one of the WNBA Finals was also the strongest viewership across all uh, ESPN platforms, and that is they averaged uh, seven hundred twenty nine thousand viewers on all ESPN networks regarding the WNBA Finals. So, congratulations! Uh, also, saw there was something mentioned how like in ninety seven they averaged three million viewers. And that was also, they say, oh, that was also about during a time when they didn't have social media and whatever. Um, but either way, that's still a great accomplishment. Uh, most viewed NBA Finals game one, Matt, game one ever. And I'm definitely going to add on to the game three viewership because I definitely want to keep my eye out for this because I like what the Aces are doing as far as they're playing. Uh, based on the highlights I saw and the Liberty also they're also not a team to sleep on too because they do have Brianna Stewart they also have uh, uh, what is her name I think it's uh, uh, Sabrina I'm sorry I'm sorry if I butcher the name I want to say it but I feel like I might say it wrong but Either way, they have some lethal shooters on that team as well, too. And there was even one uh, player who was just shooting threes lights out. Like, she literally shot one footed from the three and splashed it <laughs> like it was nothing. So, that again, that's another reason I think it's interesting. It's That's entertaining. But I am looking forward to this game. If there's a chance that we might see a champion crown, there's a chance that there might be a – back and forth game going on where that leads to a Liberty win and the series could be tied up where it goes to game five. Who knows? This is something I definitely keep my eye out on because I want to see how this might turn out, how this might play out. And of course I want to support the WNBA as well too. And I hope you guys do as well. So that's pretty much going to be it for tonight's show. Uh, Hopefully you guys definitely did enjoy what uh, you guys saw tonight. And of course, more and more times I'm going to try to, of course, be better as far as like producing uh, more notes for myself so I can actually say stuff that makes sense, uh, if that makes sense or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Will, I see United is killing me to watch. I I get that, man. It's it's definitely been something. It's it's been an issue for sure. They definitely gotta get something fixed over there, whether it may be a change in formation or whatever. They'll they gotta figure that out. <laughs> but either way, hopefully you guys definitely enjoyed tonight's uh show tonight. Again, make sure you guys do like, share, and subscribe to the channel. That definitely helped me out as well. Also make sure you guys whoop, wrong side. Make sure you guys also follow me. Follow the channel on our social media. So you got Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Timey and Prod. That's T-Y-M-I-A-N-P-R-O-D. And you can also check out this episode on any platform of choice for you. Check your podcast out. Again, Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon, wherever it may be. The show will be on there as well. And it will always be streaming every uh, Thursday at 8 o'clock. 
Uh, I started at 7.45. That's a whole other issue or whatever, but the stream will start at 7.45. The actual show will start at 8. So just a heads up for you guys there. But hopefully you guys do enjoy and enjoy the rest of your night. Again, I'm your host, Hiram, and this has been Time In United. So thanks for watching, y'all. Uh, see you. <laughs>